Welcome to the Equestrian Experience, a show where we talk about what happens behind the rosettes and what we've tried so that you don't have to. In a world first, we and our guests openly share what we know from our extensive equestrian experience. This includes our exclusive access to our global experts, such as high-performance national vets, coaches, farriers, and even brands. If you're new here, consider subscribing. We're your hosts, Amanda Ross and Beck Mason, and today we're talking to Louis Astle. Join us as we delve into her incredible life as an up-and-coming young writer and actress. Oh my God, Bex and Lily, you guys are in Florida and I have massive FOMO and you need to tell me all about it. This is unreal. Um, hi, Lily. Hi, Bex. Welcome, Lily, to the podcast. What are you doing in Florida, Bex? Oh my God. <laughs> hi, Amanda. Hello. Yes, we are in Florida and it's all really, really exciting. And I've got the wonderful Lily next to me. So for those of you that haven't heard of Lily, you will do in the future and you should check her out because she is most known for her starring role as younger Anna in Wonder Woman. She's also a young show jumper who has been successfully competing internationally and is now making a transition onto horses. So we've both come across each other here in Florida. Um, and yeah, really exciting, isn't it? Hey guys, I'm Lily and yeah, it's all very exciting. Um, I think we're both enjoying it very much, aren't we? So yeah. You can't go wrong with a little bit of sunshine and ponies <laughs> when it's freezing cold back home, to be fair. Exactly. <laughs> recipe. Well, before we maybe delve into the California thing, Lily, because we have you here as a guest. Um, Florida. Let's... Amanda, we're in Florida. What did I say? <laughs> as much as you'd like us to be in California. Oh, Florida, in Florida, that's right, because as we were discussing, that's the difference between Perth and Melbourne. So I don't even know where that came from. Um, so, <laughs> about Lily, so actress and horse rider, um, what a great mixture. But Lily, um, how did you get started into horses? So my family's always been into the horsey world um, and I was kind of born into it. So, you know, my mum and my dad never really told me that I needed to do it. It was just something that I really loved from an early age and I grew up with it and my friends were doing it. And so it was, mm. yeah, it was just kind of something that I really wanted to do. And I've kind of been through all the disciplines, you know, I was really into eventing when I was younger. And then as as I kind of hit nine and 10, I really, really loved the show jumping in particular. I don't think the dressage was for me. So <laughs> I think the show jumping was, uh, yeah, it was, it was my best option. Oh my God. And then are your parents involved in the horse industry? Yeah. So my parents are, they are, were both jockeys oh. um, and my yeah my whole family is kind of involved with racing now wow. and yeah it's it's pretty crazy so did that ever sort of interest you at all are you a little are you a little short person that could be a jockey um I it did when I was younger again I went through all the disciplines so I was kind of I wasn't the racing for a couple of my teen years and mm. I still am you know I follow it quite a lot and um, my friends are really involved with the racing but it's just not a lifestyle I would choose. In fact, one of Lily's friends is over here as well. So you've been hanging out with her, yeah, haven't you? You've yeah. been going and seeing what she's up to and then chatting about like your different experiences over here. And she's race riding over here. So it's, oh, it's cool to kind of, yeah. yeah. It is a great mixture, isn't it? And it's so interesting seeing racing in, you know, I mean, Royal Ascot has to be the most incredible place to go. But to be able to experience racing across different countries must be a really interesting experience. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. And my family, um, 
my dad, he goes to the races quite a lot and he does the stalls and he's one <laughs> kind of one of the best in the industry. Really? So we're always always shooting from from race course to race course. That's yeah, Lily sent, um, let me know a little bit of knowledge that actually her dad's known as a bit of a horse whisperer. He deals with them, um, like some problem horses and stuff over there and that's what yeah. the business is, is um, surrounded by, isn't it? Yeah. That's incredible. Like what a wonderful way to grow up with people who understand the horse and you know, you're not dealing with just trained horses. I mean, obviously it sounds like your whole family can you know, take a talented horse and a talented youngster and it doesn't matter if it's trained or not. It means you can make your own horses by the sounds of things. Yeah, well, that's kind of the plan. We've tried to um, kind of as I've got older, we've kind of brought in new horses and, and kind of worked together as a family and as a team to make them and produce them and sell them. And mum really helps with that too. And dad does as well with the problems if they if they are problematic. So, yeah, it's we're, we're a good team. Oh, God, that sounds perfect. That sounds awesome. Um, and now I see that you represented Great Britain at the FEI Jumping Youth Nations Cup. Um, when was that? Was that just recently? Um, no. So I went to a few in the beginning of the year, kind of, uh, I think my first one was April and my last one was June. So it was kind of within those three months I was dashing around Europe with my with the best pony. Oh, fantastic. What was it like to represent your country? It was amazing. I, I remember it. it's kind of such a such an honour and the memories and the experience was amazing. You know, going round the carriage, which is kind of famous for uh, at the equestrian centre and, you know, with my bestest friends in the whole entire world, going round in a carriage on our ponies, <laughs> representing our country. It was, it was, yeah, it was amazing. It was, it was definitely one of my, one of my core memories of the year. It's like the dream, isn't it? When you're growing <laughs> up, like when you've got your ponies and you're training, that's just yeah. where, that's the pinnacle. Yeah. That is the pinnacle. And to think to have achieved that on your ponies, and now having to make that transition to horses. So before I get on to that, um, obviously, is your pony gone? Has it found a new rider now? Yeah, so he's gone to the Voss stables in Holland. So yeah. he's there for a long while. And that was our main kind of aim, that we wanted to find a home that was, that was you know, that he could stay there for a yeah. while. Because I didn't really want him to be passed around because he's, I deserve him, like, yeah. he deserves the world. Because yeah. he really... I owe him everything. He's he's amazing. So he's gone to he's gone to Wimpy Ross and they're doing so well and I still follow them. So yeah, I, I really love seeing him. Oh, it sounds like he's gonna have a long term story for us. Yeah, isn't and it? he's the boy that has him is only ten, so and again, people are out of one four eights when they're sixteen. So he's got another six years if he wants to. So it's yeah, it's it's pretty great. Perfect. That's perfect. So what actually brought you to Florida, Lily? <laughs> um, so I was kind of, uh, I was looking for a new, a new beginning because I was kind of felt like at home it was getting colder and I was like, I really want to go and try and do some work experience and learn and, you know, I've had some ups and downs with the horses already and I think that's probably one of the most important lessons coming away from Florida uh, because I we're here at Triple M Farms with Jess Mendoza and just kind of learning from Bex and Jess in particular they they're both you're both amazing and uh, you know learning from that is is 
is a, one of the main things that I came out here for, just learning. And again, with the ponies and the horses, they're two completely different things. And I think I was thinking at the beginning of the year, I was like, God, I'm going to do so well on the horses. I'm going to get my first horse and I'm going to go here and there. And I, as I started speaking to people, they were like, it's not that easy. You have to work really hard, which I'm I'm beginning to realise that. So <laughs> we've had I think some that is amazing times. for our listeners to hear, though, because mm. I think people do get so disheartened trying to do the transition and think it is going to be easy, mm. especially when you've had success in the ponies. You know what that feels like and all that hard work. Um, but, yeah, it is a hard transition to do. But I know you're going to nail it. You will nail it. You've got that, you've got that mindset, you know. You'll keep learning, you'll keep pushing, and, yeah, yeah you will. You will. I think that's what it's all about. The more saddles you can, or horses you can ride, yeah. then the more experiences you have. We've been talking about that quite a lot because that's one of the main things. I only had one pony, and my competitors, they all had four or five. And I think that was the main kind of thing. I I just need to get used to riding different horses, which is why I came out to Florida. So. Yeah, you can't, you can't <laughs> replace that, can you? Like the experience is everything and the, you know, the more horses you can put on, the quicker, the better. Yeah, of course. And what do you think the, the biggest thing you've found um, with the diversity of the horses, I guess? Because mm. I know uh, ponies, you know, they generally, I think, mostly go quite similar. Do you think? Yeah, I mean, the main thing that I've kind of found was that ponies, they kind of think for you in a way, and the horses, you definitely have to think for them in many scenarios. So I think riding out here and seeing that difference, a lot of things have gone wrong and a lot of things has gone, uh, a lot of things have gone right. So I think with the ponies, they are, they're more, they are more clever, I think, than horses. I've always been told that from a very young age. And I think moving up onto the horses, they're bigger, they're stronger, and you just have to work a little bit harder, which I'm I'm trying. I'm, I'm, we're very mm-hmm. sure, aren't we, Bex? We've got that in common. Yeah, there's a few things. There's a few things here that we've noticed we've got in common, you know? Like, um, I had the same when I was doing the transition ponies to horses. Um, we're both quite short, um, and we both have struggled as well. Like, um, just so our listeners, if they don't know, we both actually ride in the same saddle, both riding the Bates Victrix, and that's one thing I've noticed out here, and we were laughing about the other day, because I didn't bring a saddle with me, and if I come out again... Definitely going to bring one. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely going to bring one. I mean, just the difference of how it puts us in balance and where it keeps my leg, and it's just like putting on an old pair of slippers. Mm. I, mean, I don't know how you, but well, I know that you found mm. the same. Mm-hmm. Well, I think with having so many horses out here, it's so hard to kind of, everyone's using everyone's saddle, and, you know, everyone's, I think today I must have ridden in about three different saddles, and you literally, at the end of the day, you're just like, I just want my baits back. <laughs> and we literally, it's so, like, it, it, you yeah. just crazy because I wouldn't really think about the saddle I'm riding in normally but when when it goes when it's different it's such a difference yeah Mm, mm. and I suppose that is what makes a good saddle Mm. or a good kit is you Mm. don't even think about it it's just there it doesn't interfere you just Mm. ride and you get on and do your job so um, yeah we've had quite a giggle about that sometimes you know I mean you guys you'd hop in a saddle and think 
how does this person do what they do like this? Like the angles are wrong. And, you know, I know when we have our saddles fitted and you guys are the same, you know, that we can tweak them to that tiny degree. And like, you know, the bait saddle fitters have always said to me, oh, you always like the cantle of your saddle up just a fraction higher than other people. And so when I hop in something that's not quite right, I feel like I'm sitting in a bucket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, especially because you're so tiny too, Amanda. You could swim in all your saddles. Yeah, pretty much. Or you swim in the saddles out here. That's yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, no, we're very lucky. Yeah, totally yeah. know what you're talking about. So there's a few other differences in Florida to UK. I mean, what, what do you think about either the horse management or the way they do shows or the way they ride? What have you learned from that here? I think definitely the shows. It took me... I still don't get the shows and the, mm-hmm. and the way they do, you know, they have the lows and the mediums, mediums, mediums and the highs, and the, yeah. it's crazy because we just have our 115, 120, like, mm-hmm. we just have our normal ones, but this is, yeah, it, it's, it's so what, what, I think the shows is the main, there's low, medium and high main. You're talking to the wrong person. Oh, I can tell you, so, <laughs> so it, it's, I think it's junior, I haven't been here that long either, but I think it's juniors, um, the juniors lows are 120 the mediums are 130 and the highs are 140 oh um yeah so that's what the lows mediums and highs are they do also run other classes which are like just meter and a meter 25 and opens and things like that but um with the clients that jess has here um a lot of them are young riders Mm -hmm. so they will be aiming for the the junior classes which is under 18s yeah, is it? yeah, because yeah. they talk about like aging out and stuff like that, which mm. I think they mm. then go out of eighteen because like Hayley was nineteen, so mm. she's not in like. Uh, it yeah, baffles she's... me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still trying to get to the know the English shows. A- another sayings they say is like they're going to do the drag. Yes. Like what? And the, drag? the and the jog and the jog, jog up. That's a that's our trot up. Oh, the like, jog. Call it a jog. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> What about you, Amanda? Do you understand that? Uh, the jog? Yes, because coming from an eventing background, that got thrown around a little bit. Um, but the low, medium and high, like when you said, oh, you know, low is a metre 20, I'm like, well, what do they call 90 centimetres? Is that like, you know, negative, negative <laughs> yeah. miniature or something? Um, Ultra low. And like from um, from what I see from way back in Australia, um, looking at those shows with so many rings, like just so many rings, so many classes going on in one day. And apparently um, if you've got a yard or a barn that's really close to the showgrounds, that's like the ultimate because you can almost ride there or it's really quick. So you, um, you want to be apparently located close to the competition because you can um, – and it just goes every single day apart from two or three days a week for five or six weeks. Is this what you guys are doing? It certainly is. <laughs> so the busy time actually starts um, January. January. So this is like the, the warm up, to the, yeah, yeah, through to April, and that's the Winter Equestrian Festival. So now is kind of the warm up for that. So it's not quite as busy as what it will be in January, but um, and even now it's still busy. Like all the rings are going on. Mm-hmm. You've got the hunters, then jumpers. It's crazy. Amazing. Why don't you talk about um, the hours that you work? We work here in comparison to about your daily routine. Yeah, so the main kind of difference from the yard aspect I found was the hours and the and the kind of work load everyone does. Because I think coming, I've worked in a couple of yards. We both, we obviously both have coming from England, and you know, I think we work from. Sometimes I've worked from like 
half six to seven o'clock at night and then you've got the competitions where you could be jumping at half ten at night you know it's crazy and then you come here and they you start the yard at seven and you finish at three and that is just you finish at three you've got all your job like all your yard chores done and you're completely done by three and that's literally crazy and you're allowed a lunch break you're allowed yeah. <laughs> like it's crazy my god what are you Good doing all that yeah. <laughs> we're not working here and and the grooms generally have like four horses each whereas at home you know they might have six yeah. eight horses each mm-hmm. um so yeah it's really nice because everything can it's just a bit more more relaxed everything's done really particularly but but um but yeah it's nice for us to see that other side as well really really structured and maybe like where do you think that if we're at home we're kind of just doing everything ourselves not doing everything ourselves but um we just managed to fit so much in whereas are all of the yards the same in florida like do people just expect that there has to be time like downtime as well whereas do we just not expect that well i mean from the questions i've asked every single barn here like stops at three yeah like the every there's not really any difference like they all finish at three and also I find different that they have Mondays off mm-hmm. see we have like kind of no days off yeah. <laughs> or it's sporadic isn't it according to shows but yeah. because I suppose the show is very set and mm. um, they compete Friday Saturday Sunday most definitely then Monday is when everyone has the day off mm-hmm. which is nice because yeah. you'll know everyone exactly hates Mondays yeah <laughs> <laughs> So is that, is that the structure? It's basically Friday, is it Friday, Saturday, Sunday shows and then Monday off and then a Tuesday, Wednesday are like a schooling, schooling days? Yeah, and today we took some horses schooling so they'll have jump runs in the arenas, which is so nice. If you think, if you have a horse over here that you're going to compete in these arenas, you get a chance to go and oh, pop them around. that's awesome. Training day for a couple of days before, yeah. So it's all really well prepared in that kind of um, a nice little structure going on. From that side of things, so yeah, it's really good. How many horses does Jess have in her yard? And of those horses, how many are hers that she rides? And then how many are client horses? So I think she has a main barn, which is for her and Caroline. So Caroline um, and Jess, they ride kind of together. Mm-hmm. So and Jess teaches Caroline. Um, so in their barn, they have how many? I think Jess has three. No, maybe ten altogether. So Jess has yeah. five. Five main ones, yeah. yeah, and then Caroline has the other, like, five. Mm-hmm. And then they have some permanent barns, and then they have some temporary barns. So I think all in all it's nearly, like, 40? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Maybe 40 all in uh, including, including Rock Ridge sales and then, like, yeah. including all of them. So they've also got, like, a barn of, I think, 10, mm-hmm. which they hire out throughout the season. Mm-hmm. So we're really lucky to have um, Richard Vogel in there, mm-hmm. who's like, I think he's like world number something at the moment. Mm-hmm. So we've got these incredible other trainers and other people who are going to be based here for the season. Fantastic. Um, and then, yeah, then they have the client's farm, which is all the client's horses, which is like three, four in there. And Simon McCarthy's got a couple of stables there as well. And then they've got the sales farm, which is um, a temporary um, bit they put up for some of the sales horses mm-hmm. in as well. So yeah, it's when you come though, it doesn't feel hectic. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of horses. You know, when you go to some yards and it feels very, oh my god, there's loads going on. It doesn't, and that's really nice. Mm-hmm. You kind of walk in, it feels very calm. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of horses about, and then they come out of the stables one by one. You went, where did that one come from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. and so, what horses are you guys riding? Oh, a bit of 
bit of everything, everything yeah mainly the sales horses for us okay. isn't it because mm-hmm. they were up in so that's kind of something as well so each mare and stallion has to go into a two-week quarantine when they arrive mm-hmm. uh so Beth and I kind of were put in charge of them riding them going up there kind of seeing to them mm-hmm. and then they're now out of quarantine so they're now here uh and yeah we've been riding them we've you ride the stallion, mm-hmm. I ride a cello. So, yeah, it's kind of, it's different ones. And, mm-hmm. again, for me, it's very important to ride different ones. So I'm enjoying that aspect of it. Oh, my God. It sounds really amazing. And I think next time you two go, if you give me a bit of um, time, I might book a flight <laughs> and see if I can come as well. <laughs> <laughs> Although you won't, you won't like the cost of living. I went and got some groceries last night. And, I honestly, I got some fruit some nuts I even took a little video and sent it to my mum and it came to a fruit nuts what else did I get some washing powder but hardly anything it came to like $140 which is £111 which at home I think it probably would have cost me £26 oh my god <laughs> oh my god yeah. <laughs> so okay well so that was a bit of an eye opener 100% oh that's another thing not to look forward to anyway oh god so maybe maybe we should now get onto Lily onto your acting career because I mean you you know you have done a little bit of acting we should maybe talk about that. Um, so yeah. so like how did you get involved? Is that something that you've always been interested in? And given that you've just said that your parents are horsey, how did you get into it? Um, it's pretty it's pretty cool how I got into it. This so is such a cool story. I uh, <laughs> so I was my mum had a day off from work and just we went into London on that day. And we were walking around the shops where we were at. I think it was like Oxford Street, something something like that. And I was just in the shop and this random guy tapped my mum on the shoulder and asked if I was an actor, if I've done any acting before. My mum was like, no, she's Lily and she rides horses. <laughs> and he said, um, would she like to audition for a part that I'm kind of scouting for? So what? I, yeah, I got in London oh my for, to be an actor oh my god that is incredibly <laughs> random <laughs> yeah, I know and I said to Bex I said my mum and I are like definitely believe in fate yeah. now since that since that happened so Lily told me a story that her mum went to see um like a gypsy woman yeah that was doing tarot with yeah her mm-hmm. and said that how old were you then I was about like eight months old I was just a little baby right. in my mum's arms and she came to my door and my mum, she, she asked my mum for a reading and my mum was like, yeah, I mean, of course. And then she done a reading on me and she said, I have stars in my eyes and I'm going to be on the stage or I'm going to be an actor. So it was really oh, cool. I love those mom, stories. I know. I know. So everything came true. You know, I'm such a believer of the woo-woo stuff, like. That's another great example. <laughs> oh my God, I love this so much. So, and the funny thing is, you're not just on a toothpaste commercial. Like, you were in Wonder Woman, and like, that is the coolest thing ever. So, um, and you got to ride in the movie. So, like, the, I mean, the option to be young Wonder Woman and that you actually get to ride in the movie as well. Like, how did you manage the riding and the acting? And how old were you again when you were doing the role? So my first, the first Wonder Woman, I was six when I started filming that. That must have been amazing. How do you even go from being, well, like, as your mum said, Lily, she just rides horses, to a massive on-screen situation like Wonder Woman? Yeah, I mean, so like I said, I was spotted. And after that audition, 
the, my first ever audition was for Wonder Woman, and we thought we were so like it was so far off. Yeah, yeah. we were like, oh, I'm just gonna have like a little part at, at the back, and that was enough for me. I was so happy to even be there. And when they gave me my script and my lines, I was like, this is pretty crazy. And for a six year old to learn a lot of yeah. lines, my I think my mom probably tore her hair out in the hotel room but anyway I loved it nonetheless <laughs> and, um, and so yeah kind of when I started when it was my first day and I as soon as that camera was literally put in front of my face I fell in love with it wow. although I was nervous there was just something that really sparked my attention and even for I think I finished filming it at maybe eight so I oh, think wow. no I was, I was I was seven turning eight so I was it was a long shoot and I I just even then I really really loved it and I said to my mom I was like this is definitely something I want to do yeah. and then so after Wonder Woman and kind of becoming like creating a name for myself mm-hmm. after Wonder Woman I managed to kind of get myself the most amazing agents I could ever ask mm. for who Curtis Brown they have nurtured me from you know when I was a little basically a little baby still Mm -hmm. um up until now so over over 10 years they've kind of helped me kind of through my acting career and everyone has just been so nice I've just surrounded myself with nice people who say nice things Mm and you know kind of build my confidence which is definitely something that I struggled with when I was younger so I think after Wonder Woman, everyone was like, your life's going to change. And I was so scared. And then I kind of surrounded myself by that nice circle of people. And it, it was a kind of smooth sailing, which was good. I have chills about this. This is the most incredible story. And, and it does. Like, Bex, when you were talking about the yard where you are, just has a flow. This sounds like it has the most incredible flow and nobody's losing their proper pathway. Like, it sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lily, how did you manage? I mean, I know you were six when you started filming Wonder Woman, but obviously you've always been a keen rider. So how did you manage to stay riding and keep the horses in your life when you've got, you know, such a, not just a busy role, but I guess, you know, that's, what was it, almost two years filming? Yeah, it, it was it was pretty full on shoot. But when, um, when I realised that I could ride in a movie, you've never seen a smile bigger than this. I literally loved, loved it. And- when I went up to my first kind of, uh, what's it called, like lesson with the Devil's Horseman who kind of done the horses for the films, that is something very, actually very cool. You should check out their Instagram because it's yeah. pretty cool the what Devil they do. Devil's Horseman, yeah. Devil's Horseman, they are what's very it, the, cool. The so they're based Horseman? in... Okay. The Devil's Horseman, yeah. So they're based in Milton Keynes in, in the UK and they... Mm-hmm have done the horses for like Game of Thrones they've done and they do like trick riding it's so cool and they've given me like little jobs here and there and we've always kept in touch but anyway so they done the horses for that and I literally just loved loved the horses and the acting together Mm -hmm. because it's again it's two two things that I love uh so that was cool on set but off set and kind of with the ponies I was had my I think I had three of my little 12 twos, so my one two eight. So I was jumping them at the time, and um, I I can't remember what I did. I can't remember what I did with them, but I remember that I would try and come back every weekend to ride them as as much as I possibly could. I remember we had a friend that looked after them, and you know, I didn't mm-hmm. give up completely because I could have done. I I 
literally it was such a full-on shoot and I was so tired and it was pretty crazy but again I I really wanted my friends mm. at home so it was it was actually it was quite refreshing because I would come back on the weekends and fall off and then I was on a high horse and then I would be like <laughs> and I would be, you know I would, it's ups and downs and yeah so it was pretty refreshing when I went back to the ponies I bet that's really been awesome throughout your acting career though another another what do you call it string to your bow mm. I'm sure it's something that people look at when they're looking to cast you for movies mm-hmm. the fact that you can ride are there Definitely. many other young riders that act out there that you know of not not that I know of no yeah. and I think it, they both complement each other very well mm. uh, the the horses you know I've got incredible sponsors through the acting because again although my pony years were amazing I couldn't I'm different like you know I'm different than kind of your it's a hard way of saying it but again you know it it just gives that little bit of a push in my career uh with the horses and the acting as well as when I'm auditioning for a film they'll ask me what sports do I do and it's a little different than you know just playing football or just playing it's a it is a high risk sport so they're always kind of they are very shocked when I tell them that I ride so it's it's pretty cool from both aspects (laughs) And are you, um, are you doing any films at the moment or where, where are you at with your acting? Um, so I'm on, so I'm auditioning uh, quite a lot here and there, but I just had one film come out called Retribution and that's probably my main film that's come out in the past couple of years uh, where I filmed that in 2021. So, and I've had a couple jobs here and there again with Devil's Horseman. I've been I've been to Morocco with the horses. I've been to Malta. It's been pretty cool this year. I've been I've been a traveling girl this year, so I've been everywhere. Um, but with the acting, I've I've done one film that's coming out soon um, called Young Woman in the Sea, and then yeah, I'm just doing as many auditions as I possibly can and just trying my hardest at all of them and some are working out and some aren't so maybe watch this space yeah (laughs) Yeah. so the latest one you've done you said was young woman in the sea young woman in the sea yeah so that's about um the first woman who crossed the channel and my mum and I love that script yeah so it's going to be pretty cool because it's a female empowering story that I think all of us yep. all of us guys love so a hundred percent a hundred percent an amazing opportunity like there's so many different roles that you can play and it yeah it just sounds really exciting Lily that's ace mm. thank you yeah it's it's it is it's pretty cool to play the different roles as well as ride the different horses it's like it's like that you know you have to have to play different roles and ride different horses to get better be adaptable. Yeah. Be adaptable. Should we, should we do some quick fire questions, Bex? I think we should. I've just loved spending the time with Lily. Like, it was so great to bump oh. into her here in Florida. Like, we've been hanging out so much, which is really, really cool. So, um, yeah, great. We can actually manage to get this podcast done. <laughs> so, yeah. let's finish off with some quick fire questions. Amanda, do you want to fire away with them? Uh, yeah, we could do. We do one each, shall we? We'll see how one quickly each. we can fire them at Lily. <laughs> okay, Lily, are you ready? Stallion, gelding, or mare? Probably a gelding. They're my favourites. Are they? Yeah. Oh, no, mare's all the way. Mare's all the way. Um, is, there one thing, is there one thing you think every horse owner should know? That it's not always smooth sailing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not always going to go. <laughs> oh, that's a 
of the okay. Um, it is, it is. Uh, Lily, favourite discipline? I think we know. Show jumping. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'll be interested to hear the answer to this one. What did you want mm. to be when you grew up? I, we actually spoke about this today. I oh. wanted to be a singer for a very, very long time. Did you? I, I did. didn't know you said did. that today. <laughs> yeah. I, she was singing away, humming away, and I was like, can you sing? And she went, I might be able to do a little bit. So you said something along those yeah. lines. I, I yeah. really wanted to be a singer, as well as kind of a vet. I think every, I think every girl on the audience would be a <laughs> so uh, and a vet and then like I would have said oh yeah I want to be Wonder Woman and a like a fire a fire truck driver or something and yeah oh my god that's hilarious so then what's your favorite non-related horse hobby oh sorry non non-horse related hobby <laughs> your eyes are bigger than your head um I really I don't know whether this is a hobby but I love to read I read a lot as soon as I probably finish the yard maybe good few oh, hours a night I love reading oh that's nice that's mm. good that's how you how do you read um I love to read at the minute I'm reading uh something called normal people it's a tv show too but I've uh just yeah just kind of fiction books and yeah I love to indulge in the different stories but I actually on oh, retribution, I played Liam Neeson's younger daughter and one of the one of the things he said to me is the best thing you can do is read. So, as oh, an actor, really? so yeah, I've always kept that with me. Yeah, so. fantastic. Yeah. Great yeah. bit of advice. Yeah. Great bit of advice. Yeah. Um, what's the greatest lesson that you've learned from your horse? So I think um, the greatest lesson was that I think if you trust your horse, he'll trust you. Because I think for my pony, he was so like unbelievable sensitive, like kiss today mm -hmm. he's 10 times worse you know you can't touch his back legs and he and I remember one day we were out in the field and the only person he would come to was me because I trusted him and he trusted me and that is definitely one of the most things I could I could probably learn from him yeah well that's a beautiful bit of advice though that's a really really mm. nice bit of advice yeah, no, oh what a wonderful oh. Wonderful note to end on. <laughs> oh, no, I, well, I definitely think we could sit and talk for so long. And I God, I have to go and teach a lesson and get my horses in for the farrier. Otherwise, we'll just stay here. So, um, <laughs> Lily, thank you. We'll just do, we'll do a little wind up. But I just feel like episode two and three of this podcast need to be uh, discussed. So um, thank you for joining us on the Equestrian Experience with Bex and I. And everybody, I'd love you to um, thank our guest, Lily Aspel. And this is brought to you by our major sponsor, Bates Saddles. As mentioned, Lily, Bex and I are all, all very fortunate to ride in, in Bates Saddles and we love them. So to send in your questions for our upcoming episodes and enter our competitions and access other episodes, be sure to visit the Equestrian Experience Podcast.com. You can also follow us at Amanda Ross Equestrian and Bex Mason SJ and find Lily Aspel at Lily Aspel Actress. So until next time, have a great equestrian experience and you two have an amazing time in Florida and I need to know all about Thank it. You. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you guys.